it's me i'm back the sleepy social worker i'm back guys it's been a long time i think it's been almost a year i think my last episode was in may so not quite a year but close to it so what's up sleepyheads it's your girl kia i'm back for the time being did you miss me i missed y'all it's been about 511 months since my last episode but life was lifing and sis was tired i am still tired but i really missed talking to everyone and i missed doing the show there have been so many things on my mind since last episode my career my lackluster love life my family my friends etc so this episode just might be a amalgamation of all of those things <laughs> fun fact i love words currently my two favorite words are pungent and ameliorate with that said i may be incorporating a word of the episode so i'll share the word spell the word and define the word so pungent p-u-n-g-e-n-t is basically a way to describe something that smells really strong um usually in a negative way so like if somebody has stinky perfume you could say whoo that's pungent um or if you forgot to take the garbage out for like a long time then you could say man that garbage is pungent and then ameliorate is a-m-e-l-i-o-r-a-t-e ameliorate and it means to make better so um uh, i'll try to give you a idea or an example ameliorate is like um the medicine ameliorated the child's illness i probably didn't give that really a good example but look it up um another thing i'm trying this time around is not being so scripted even though I do have like bullet points in front of me I want to try not to be so perfect one thing that I struggle with is trying to be perfect and I don't do well when things are not perfect but as we all know nothing's perfect and nobody's perfect except me when I try to be but I'm gonna try really hard to not be extra perfect. So the first topic I'd like to broach in this episode is COVID-2019 through infinity because it feels like it's never going to end, right? Um, So how do you guys feel about the global pandemic that we are in right now and have been for almost two years? March 18th, I believe, was my last day at work in 2020. I've been back to work since then, but I feel like this whole episode that we're in is just never ending and it just continues to get worse and worse. Um, So my thoughts on it are I'm ready for it to be over, but I'm also thankful for it in a sense because what it's brought into my life, one thing being this podcast, my private practice, Um, I've learned things about myself 
uh, personally, professionally, that I may not have discovered if we weren't in a pandemic. So that's good. Um, I'm sure you all have learned things about yourself. I hope that you have. Because I think we've had a lot of time to just be alone or be alone with other people and discover who we really are or parts of us that we hadn't yet discovered. So I think that is one good thing about the pandemic. Uh, Another thing that my friends and I discovered while I was away from you is that I am now considered a geriatric millennial. Geriatric, let's just sit in that word for a few seconds. Geriatric, like elderly, like old. So I was born in the great year of 1981, 41 years ago. And I do not consider myself geriatric at all. I, you know, I'm not a spring chicken, but I'm not out here like struggling (laughs) as an elderly person. But I guess that all um, comes into play like when, what you think about a geriatric person and or elderly person and what they, what society tells us that they look like. Um, So I have a group of friends. There's four, five of us all together. And we discovered this early pandemic. And it was definitely a WTF moment for myself and my friends. Um, We call each other townies because we're from Piscataway. I have written down here to do the Piscataway call that everybody who's from Piscataway knows. And I'm not sure if I'm going to do it now. But anyway, say it to yourselves. So... (laughs) Shout out to them. You guys know who you are. I'm pretty sure that you're listening. And I thank you for your support. He way you know. Okay, so I did it. Anyway. Um, so speaking of geriatric, did you know that once a woman turns 35 and decides that she wants to have children, she'll be considered a geriatric, it will be considered a geriatric pregnancy? <sighs> Let's just sit in that for a second, too. A geriatric pregnancy. Like, really, society? Really? And you know a man probably invented that or coined that lovely phrase. Anyway. So, I feel like it's so messed up. A a different word came to my mind, but I'll let y'all figure that out. And my mother is listening, so I won't use... I'll try not to use colorful language. Uh, So... To give you a little backstory about my life, um, around when I was 35 years old, I went to my OBGYN and she suggested that I freeze my eggs. And to be honest, I was pissed off and offended and all the other feelings that one might think you would have when someone suggests freezing your eggs. And flash forward or fast forward hello to this age of 41 I wish I would have listened to her um because when I was you know a little girl and even through college I never dreamed that I would one be single and two childless at 41 um 
And I've said for years that I believe my purpose in this world is to be a great social worker and a mother. And I know that motherhood comes in many forms, many, many forms, uh, but I desperately want to have a child. Um, So in 2020, late 2020, so we were well into the pandemic. So I believe it was July of 2020, I decided that I was going to do more research see what it um what freezing my eggs would entail um so i did you know i had a consultation um i spoke specifically with my insurance company and found that it would be approximately eight thousand dollars to freeze my eggs So, excuse me, so um, extracting them and, you know, all that comes with that covered by insurance. But the minute that you say you want to freeze those eggs, it was actually 7,800 around there dollars. So let's just say 8,000. And I was like, okay, so no, because, you know, there's no guarantee. And even with the route that I'm choosing to go which I'll get into later there's no guarantee but to freeze my eggs and potentially not have viable eggs just did not make sense to me and to spend almost eight thousand dollars just was not something that I was interested in so the next option for me was to have a baby in a not so old fashioned way and with a donor. Yes, a sperm donor. Um, And again, that's this is something that I never thought I would quote unquote have to do or would do, but here we are. So for anyone that's wondering what that process is, it's very extensive. So around September, October, I made that decision and I had to go through a bunch of tests. So I had to have blood tests, which would check to see if I had any genetic um, disorders or any traits, genetic traits um, for things like sickle cell and some other stuff. To be exact, it was about 287 different genetic traits they were looking for in the eight vials of blood that they took. Um, and thankfully I didn't have any of the traits. Um, so after they take the blood, it's like two or three weeks. And then you have to meet with a genetic counselor and they go over all of the genetic traits and all the things that they tested. And they also ask you your history. So my personal medical history, my mother's, my father's grandparents, all of that. Um, and this like, this is a sidetrack. This is where it sucks if you don't have good relationships with parts of your family. So I don't have, and my father's probably one, may listen to this, but you'll be okay. Um, I don't have the greatest relationship with my father and I didn't have the greatest relationship with his mother. I did have a great relationship with his father, but you know, never got into the ins and outs of their medical history. So when it got to that part about my father's medical history and that 
portion, I didn't have a lot of answers. I probably, I don't think I had any real true answers to the questions that the genetic counselor was asking me. Um, so we went through that part. Then I had to speak to a social worker, which you all know that's what I am. And I had a bunch of questions like, why do I have to speak to a social worker? Why can't I just use my current therapist? You know, all of these questions. And they told me I could speak to someone, um, you know, that was covered by my insurance because I didn't say that. This person was not covered by my insurance and it was $125 out of pocket and it was not reimbursed. So, you know, just think about that. Like people who are not in the position to have health insurance or who don't have quote unquote good health insurance. And I would think I do have good health insurance, but I still have to pay $125 out of pocket. And that's not like $10 or my $15 copay, you know? So that's another topic. But anyway, I I spoke to her and I can't admit that I had a little chip on my shoulder because I didn't feel like she was going to tell me or say anything different than what I would tell my own clients or my own therapist could say to me. Um, And I really don't remember the session that well. She just asked a lot of questions about, basically, are you ready for this is what it was. Um, Yeah. And then another, another person I spoke to, I can't remember what her title was, but we had to talk about what type of donor I'm looking for and that was very interesting conversation so if you're looking to have a child via a donor there are websites on websites and lists on list of potential donors and where I put a pause in this process was there looking for a donor So before I get to that, um, the woman was asking me what type of donor I would want. And I said, I would want a black, you know, a black donor. And she basically asked me if there was any wiggle room and I told her no. And I was very specific in the type of donor I wanted or want. Um, And we went, got into this conversation about how there's a limited amount of black donors and an even smaller amount of donors, black donors who want to be found for lack of a better word. Like, so when I have a child and they turn 18, they're allowed to seek out the donor if the donor says they wanna be sought out. So not only is a small number of black donors, it's an even smaller amount of black men who want to be found which I'm not necessarily like that doesn't bother me but so to give you an example I went on one particular website I think it was the cryobank of Fairfax County I think and out of 388 donors there were five black male donors y'all know I'm not good at math but that math ain't mathing out of 380 some odd donors there were only five black ones so some of you might say well if you really want to have a baby why does it matter what it looks like so I turn that question back to you 
you know, I want a child that is going to look like me. And to even to show you how deep these websites go, which is what like really like put a pause on it. You can give put a picture of yourself into this web the database and they will find someone that looks similar to you. That was creepy to me. And what was even more creepy, they had samples of these men's voices. Yes, they had samples of these men's voices. So I clicked on one man who looked good on paper. <laughs> he even had a degree in psychology. So you know my little social work antenna went up because you know we have something in common. Maybe, you know, I don't know why that makes a difference, but whatever. And I clicked and I heard this man's voice. And it freaked me out, to say the least. Like, really, really freaked me out. And I clicked out of the website almost immediately. And that's where I am in the process. And that was almost a year ago. So, you know, yes, I still want to have a child, children. You know, the dream is to get pregnant on the first try and have twins you know I dream big so but just it just brought up so many emotions for me because like I said previously this is not how I saw my life going at all um but you know we make plans and God laughs at us because he has our own plan his own plan rather um and I just have to believe and have faith that he knows the desires of my heart which I know he does and this dream of mine this desire of mine will come true one way or the other um yeah so that's that you guys just got a whole intimate look into my life um I'm not really like shy about what I plan to do um, in some ways it's like liberating because it's very my body my choice um, so you know I pray that I'll be blessed with a child like I when I say I want to be a mother so bad I really want to be a mother and you know I work at an elementary school and there are a couple of kids that call me mommy. There's a few kids that tell me they love me every day. And I, yes, I say it back because I do love them. I don't think they realize how much joy they bring me every day. Um, I'm recording this on a day off. And hopefully if I like how it's coming out, I will drop it tomorrow. But yeah, I look forward to seeing the kids. But I just, I don't know, the, the kids are just great. I don't know how else to describe that. But, you know, I want someone to call me mommy that's actually biologically related to me. And, you know, I want to be able to choose their names and I want to, you know, just have them around my mother. I want to make my mother a grandmother. I told her that today and then I hung up on her. <laughs> and she never called me back, but that's okay. Um, so, yeah, I just want to be someone's mother. And I want to be able to just experience motherhood. 
in the, you know, the way that I've always wanted to. So, yeah, so that's that part of what's been going on in the last two years. Um, as I mentioned, I went, we went back to work in April of 2021, and that was interesting. Um, but what was more, what freaked me out more was September of 2021 when everybody was coming back, um, all the kids, all, you know, most of the staff. And my freak out moment was when I came in and usually at my school, the first day of school, we have like an opening day ceremony outside and, you know, the fifth graders introduce all the staff. It's really cool. Music, all of that. This year, it rained on the first day of school. So for whatever reason, the parents came inside and we were coming in at the same time. And it just, I freaked out. I was like shaking. My heart was racing because I felt like it was like a stampede towards me. And, you know, looking back, it probably wasn't that. But I did freak out and it took me a little while to regain composure and be a functioning school social worker. But yeah, so it's been interesting going back. We've been back. We've been out. We've been back again. We've been out again. So, you know, I think I've mentioned how I feel about masks. And I don't know if I mentioned how I feel about the um, vaccine, but I'm definitely a strong proponent for the mask please wear your mask and wear it correctly you know not hanging off your mouth not underneath your nose it goes over your nose and it should stay there and if you feel it coming off pull that thing back up please and thank you um so yeah i just i miss doing this show and i plan i plan to come back and do more episodes but like I said earlier life be life in like intensely and you know I have a full-time job I have a part-time private practice I'm in two very busy organizations um and then I have somewhat of a social life maybe once COVID is over or in a better place, I'll have more of a social life. Um, my therapist today told me to go on 40 dates this spring with different people. I don't know if I'm going to do 40 different people, but I would love to go on a date. And I'm very single, 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 single. So if you know someone, <laughs> I'm just kidding. My mother is probably freaking out right now, but I'm just kidding, mom. Not really. Um, so yeah, we're back and I plan to do another show soon. And that the the definition of soon right now is very relative. So I hope to be back and I hope to see you guys soon with another wonderful episode of the Sleepy Social Worker podcast. Thank you for joining me and I'll check you later. Bye. just a friendly disclaimer for my show everything discussed on the sleepy social worker podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only i am not giving diagnoses or advice just having fun
If you would like to hear about a specific topic, be a guest on my show, or just want to show some love, please email me at the sleepy social worker podcast at gmail.com or slide into my DMs on IG at the sleepy social worker podcast. I would love to hear from you and thanks for listening. Bye, sleepyheads. Thank you.